in a committed relationship, in a marriage, you know, it can almost feel like you're playing house too. You're listening to Relationship Renegade, the show that brings hard truths and the real, real, the real, real realities <laughs> about relationships. I'm your host, Jameson Mercier, licensed clinical social worker and doctor of marriage and family therapy. It is Saturday at the time we're recording this, so you know what that means. Mia Terrazis is in the building. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Mia Terrazis, love doctor. <laughs> doctor I, of love. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> yes. Not I, doctor of marriage and family. Well, doctor you, of love. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> never know. Uh, and we could probably use a love doctor for this episode today because we are talking about scary love. Mm. We found out there's a song by that title, by the way, if you're interested. They're not paying us any money, so we're not going to drop their names or anything. Um, <laughs> but they could. If you're out there listening, hit us up. Help us pay the bills. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Scary Love. Mm -hmm. That's the topic. But And we got to chatting about this a little bit, Mia trying to make sense of what exactly do we mean when we're talking about scary love yeah and i think pretty Go organically ahead. the first thing that came to mind was commitment issues mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah which is a very real aspect mm -hmm. very very real and and as you say commitment issues i'm just like yeah i know a few people Mm -hmm. more than a few people and you know it's me labeled. too yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and, and and we and you know it's interesting i'll say when we mention commitment issues we um that that's a loaded word almost yeah. a pejorative word um it is a bad word <laughs> it brings up feelings for a lot mm -hmm. of people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, and what I've come to recognize is that for many people who we label as having commitment issues, mm -hmm. it, 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 it's much bigger than just, oh, you got commitment issues. Mm -hmm. You know, so we're going to try and have that conversation as well. You know, what does it mean to be scared to love or when the love is scary within a commitment mm. right so you've already committed yourself to someone whether it's a long-term relationship or a marriage and then uh-oh some 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 shit happens now what do you do so i guess let's break it down first with um you know scared to be in love Mm. Um, in my experience, uh, you know, I, I've had people that have had some, some interesting things happen to them along the way, or, um, something profound happens to them that makes them 
uh, shy mm -hmm. um, <laughs> mm -hmm. to commit or there's a lot of hoop jumping perhaps that the other person has to do um, before this person feels comfortable enough or you know able to be vulnerable enough to let them in a little yeah and you can understand on both sides right so the other mm -hmm. person that's having to do the hoop jumping it's like what is going on here yeah mm -hmm. you know and then the one who is afraid and who requires that yeah you know a lot of times people don't want to have to be like that but mm -hmm. you know things happen and we we are and you know there's there's something about i don't know if the word is complacency or um or what the word is i i don't know but i'm thinking about a couple people in my circle that have people in their lives that they have been committed to but not married to but committed to for six seven years but don't necessarily make the plunge mm. to actually uh commit themselves to each other by way of marriage yeah so so two things right so some people are like okay where are you going with that Mm -hmm. And that sounds like a different episode on that <laughs> end. But then I get what you're saying, too. On the other end, you know, you just have questions about that. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, is it any less, one, is it any less committed without marriage? And I, I think, too, it just brings about, you know, um, it, it just seems to funnel back to being scared of committing to something more say more so you know essentially if you have all things all things are good um but you're not taking the leap and some people use the verbiage as shit or get off the pot mm -hmm. um what's 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 keeping that for you what's what is that <clears throat> blockage which i guess it can come at any point in a relationship at the beginning middle end um now that i'm kind of thinking about it and just being scared to move forward or shy about the next step and um what causes that mm. lots of things Lots of things. I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is, you know, people have been hurt in the past, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but the other thing that I've come to learn as I move further away from my 20s, right, mm -hmm. <laughs> is that um, some, I guess our needs change. Mm. So the thing that you needed when you were 20 in a mm -hmm. relationship maybe you don't need that as much in your 30s and 40s. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when we think about the relationship that we imagined having when we were young and the relationship now that we're older that we would like to have, we may already have that relationship. Mm -hmm. And so then it begs the question, well, why rock the boat? Mm -hmm. And so I'm just 
think as I'm saying this, I'm thinking, and so we may almost be seeing that, but calling it a commitment issue. Mm-hmm. Because one of the first lines in your statement was that, you know, all things are good. Right. And if that is the case, what more do we need? You know, I just feel like that's a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I, well, because I think there's two people in a relationship and I find that you know, maybe one person feels satisfied and has everything that they need in the relationship, or maybe even they both do. But Mm -hmm. the, the idea of what that looks like is different. Mm -hmm. So, so then it isn't that all things are good. Right. That's true. That then that, right. That totally changes the conversation. If we remove that Mm -hmm. piece, now we have some exploring to do. Mm -hmm. But if, if you and I are together, and you start by saying, babe, you know, I know all things are great with us. Automatically, I'm like, well, what the hell are we talking about? What, uh, what, is this, <laughs> what is this third degree about? Everything great, but. <laughs> exactly. True. You know, and, and a lot of people find themselves in these relationships. Mm-hmm. And so if we're honest, then, you know, by your own definition, all things mm-hmm. are not good. And first, we got to confront that. Mm-hmm. then we have somewhere to go. Right. So I kind of jumped the gun um, and sure. went into a different direction. And I initially was talking about before you get into the committed relationship, you have to um, start something. And <laughs> I feel like, you know, like we were talking before about the hoop jumping. So have you experienced anything like that or know anybody that has had that kind of hoop jumping, kind of afraid to get into a relationship? Um, yeah, yeah. I, I've, I know people who've been made to jump hoops, um, but it was not because of a fear of commitment. At least I don't think so. Mm-hmm. What I think it was, I think she just wanted to make sure that he was serious. Ooh. Yeah, mm-hmm. so she made him jump through some hoops. Um, okay. Yeah, and he jumped through them. You know? <laughs> <laughs> he was willing to commit, and I don't know that she was not. She yeah. just wanted to make sure that he wasn't about playing games. Right, the confirmation. Yeah, yeah, and and... And see, that's another situation where he wanted to commit. And mm-hmm. now we could have said to her, she's got commitment issues. Right. To make a brother hop around for like three, four years. Um, but would we call that commitment issues? Or just confirmation. Well, that's the thing, right? We usually don't call it commitment issues. Um I guess based on the person, we call it confirmation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. It could be commitment issues to me based on the way the wind's blowing that day. Yeah. Hmm. Have I personally been through anything like that? Um, I I think I'm old enough to like forget some of those experiences. Mm-hmm. Not, which is a good thing to tell you the truth. Not that I don't think I've ever had like that experiences. I'm, 
I'm sure I've I've had. Um, I I I don't know if I was ever much of a hoop jumper. Mm-hmm. You know, at least with not without anything like <laughs> up front to be jumping a hoop for, if that makes mm-hmm. any sense. Yeah. Hmm. My mother used to tell me she used to pray about me a lot in my relationships mm-hmm. um, because she always believed that I was going to be the one who had trouble because I used to love too quickly and too deeply. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I was ever afraid to commit. No, that wasn't my thing. I just needed to make sure right. that I was committing to. Hi, we are the Mercia Kids. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking subscribe now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now back to the show. Well, I'm thinking about, it's bringing something up for me in talking about this and this um, being kind of shy or, or being scared of love and and what I find is I've coined it the situationship. Mm. And I find it to be rather um is the word pervasive? Depends what you say after pervasive. <laughs> in in my age group. Okay, definitely. In, That's the word. Okay, in my age group, I've been finding that there, and, and this is going to tie beautifully into, you know, next week's episode two of ghosting, but, um, you know, it, it just, it's reminding me of like this kind of phenomenon that I feel like has been happening, at least in my group, where both men and women are kind of in this weird gray area and they've learned to accept this gray area as um, good. And I, I find it to be, in my personal experience, I find it to be really um, unclear. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have found myself in multiple said situationships and it's just really confusing for two people. And it's like you kind of go into this, what looks like kind of like you're playing house and then it doesn't go anywhere. And then you're kind of like sitting there like, what happened? Like, is this something? Was it something? Did I make it up? Um, and then you talk to the person and they're like, well, you know, it wasn't really serious. And it's like, okay, I think it was though. Mm, okay okay (laughs) so i'm finding that this is this this situationship this land of gray is becoming more um more pervasive pervasive Mm -hmm. yeah more pervasive and i don't know if it's just kind of our like dating culture now where it's become normal that we don't really commit or we we do or we don't and the people that don't want to kind of have these um or are unsure you know get into these situationships and it's no harm no foul no one um uh, seemingly gets hurt because you didn't actually commit Mm, wow Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
I think, I mean, I think there's a lot, I mean, as with, as are many things, there are many reasons why they happen. Mm-hmm. Yes, the culture has shifted. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would argue that situationships have existed for a long time. Mm-hmm. And while it may appear to be more pervasive amongst your, you know, demographic now, mm-hmm. I think it's easy to feel that way when something is new to us. You know what I mean? Right. Um, True. Because I know of a lot of people, you know, back in the days, just shacking up. Right. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what they were doing. Was that um, the terminology? Shacking that is up? the official technical terminology, yes. <laughs> Okay. And so growing up, I heard all the time, yeah, don't end up shacking up with nobody. And mm-hmm. in, in Creole, the word is pa place, right? Place, don't just place yourself oh, with wow. someone. Um, and in French, the French is placage. Okay. So mm-hmm. it, it, it's not new by any means. Okay. Um. And I would also argue that, yeah, maybe people have found themselves in these, you know, situations because they didn't want to commit. Mm-hmm. Um, if we just kind of leave it open, then, you know, it, it when things do fall apart, mm-hmm. right? And that's the operative word, when they right. do fall apart then, you know, we just kind of go our separate ways. Mm-hmm. Because the, the things that we complain about, in, and I've noticed this in the, um, the situationships, mm-hmm. right? So we say, yeah, you know, we're not really doing much. We're just kind of playing house. Um, in a committed relationship, in the marriage, you know, it can almost feel like you're playing house too. Mm-hmm. And so the same dynamics can exist in either or, in both, actually, I meant to say. It isn't all the time that, it isn't as if getting married suddenly gives you a direction. Right. You know, you can be married and still not committed. You can mm. be married and still play house. Right. Huh. Interesting. I never thought of it that way. Mm. Take a moment. Let it sink in. I know. I, I have to. That was some heavy stuff. You know, in my mind, as a single person, when you think of, when I think of marriage, it's kind of like, you know, that's what you aspire at least for me, your relationship, that's the direction you go. And then mm. when you're there, like, you know, it gives you some something. I don't know what that something is, but it gives you something. <laughs> it's like, it gives you, like, <laughs> you know, sp- spoken like a true single person. Yeah. I've, you know, I've done the single thing and dating and all that for a while now. And so in my head, I'm like, yeah, like marriage is where you, you know, maybe you, that's where you want things to go. Mm-hmm. That's where you grow. And, that's where the ambition is. That's where all of this fantastic thing is waiting for you. Yeah. And so I imagine like when you get there, now that you're saying that, it's like, okay, that doesn't mean that every 
situation is solved. It's like, you know, like we've said before, there's different seasons. More situations to deal with. There and now, and there you go. And now you're committed. Right. (laughs) You're not. Yeah. So, well, you, you're kind of our resident marriage expert. Um, (laughs) Kind of. (laughs) (laughs) um, So what does that look like? What does a scary love look like when you are, you know, in a committed relationship? What, what could that be? So, so when, so, for people who are married and when I've encountered this idea of scary love for them, um, one that jumps, jumps in, in, in my face is, so you're married and whether it's been a year, 10, 15, whatever it is, something happens, right? Usually something, there's like this event and it could be something where someone gets hurt emotionally like an offense has taken Mm -hmm. place Mm -hmm. and so that could be infidelity it can be you know um where we spend the money like just doing something other than what we agreed upon Mm -hmm. like making big decisions without the other okay Um, so something happens and now you're like whoa okay so you've cheated you've stepped out of the marriage Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want a divorce. I'm not going to leave you. But now I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. And so what do I do with this concern slash fear? Right? Because mm-hmm. there's this fear now that I can't trust you. Mm-hmm. There's this fear or concern. Did I really ever know who you were? You wow. Know? And yeah. so you're in this marriage. And if you have a life that you've established together, mm-hmm. kids, a home, all the things that come with being married, you know, um, histories, memories, families. Now you're like, well, hell, I don't want to just walk away from all of that. Mm-hmm. But then I don't know if I can stay here the way things are. Wow, that's pretty heavy stuff. Yeah. Hmm. And so there's a struggle there. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you've ever been in a situation where you no longer felt like you can trust someone, mm-hmm. but had to continue engaging with them, mm-hmm. that really stirs up some stuff for people. I mean, think about it. Yeah. Yeah, just think think about that, right? And ideally, if we don't trust someone, if we don't feel safe emotionally or physically, we tend to Mm -hmm. remove ourselves from that situation. Mm -hmm. But if you feel unable to, for whatever reason, now you're you're, you're having to find ways to protect yourself, maintain your sanity, maintain your emotional well-being while in the same situation. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's big. It is big. Hmm. So it, it's, it's, it's a tough thing for married people to work through because mm-hmm. when you say to your partner, you know, I'm, I'm, Either I don't trust you or 
I'm, I'm concerned or, you know, I'm afraid of what might happen or I'm afraid it will happen again. Yeah. Right. So now the offender, if you will, just for lack of better terminology, he or she is now apologizing, trying to make amends, but you might still have those reservations. Of course, that makes sense. <laughs> it makes total sense. Mm-hmm. But the other person is like, well, let's just, can we like just be good already? Like I said, I'm sorry. Yeah. Can we move forward? Move forward. And I guess, you know, that's bringing something up too for me in the sense of like when you're trying to get into a relationship, I think some of those things echo those, that same um, idea that if something happened to you or, you know, you, you were in maybe multiple relationships or you had one really in, in significant relationship where something happened and there was infidelity and there was, you know, mistrust or something. And, and then you try to move forward from that and mm-hmm. start something. Um, you know, you can definitely be very fearful of that and the next person. Totally. Totally. And, you know, you, it's often you encounter a situation where it isn't that you don't trust the other person or you don't f- mm-hmm. you fear the other person. Mm-hmm. Some people get to a point where they literally don't trust their own decision making. Mm-hmm. If you've been in many relationships, and I don't say many like dozens or hundreds, but enough to feel like you don't know what the hell you're doing. Yeah. You can be afraid to get into yet another one or too deep, right? Because the problem often is we're in, we start the relationship. Yeah. And we'll only take it so far. Yeah. You know, I can't help but have this resonate with me. <laughs> okay. The light is re- on. The light is it on. It really, it is. It, you know what? It really is making me think about, you know, when you first talked to me about this scary love concept i was like i don't really know where he's going with this i don't really know if i can i don't know what he's doing um but i'm gonna i'm gonna roll with it right and the more we've been talking about it the more i'm like holy crap i am the scary love episode (laughs) ladies and gentlemen we found her (laughs) hello here's dr love allegedly (laughs) wow yeah. So I'm like sitting here and I'm like, Oh my gosh, like this is really, this has happened to me. And, mm. and we and, didn't and set this up. Full we did not. We didn't full disclaimer. We did not set this up. This wasn't something I even, I'm like, huh, I'm not sure what I'm going to talk about this time around. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I had an idea in terms of commitment, but the more we've been talking about it, the more I'm like, whoa, that I almost feel like that's where I'm at right now. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Um, you know, I shared in a, our first episode that we did um, kind of together where you introduced me to Relationship Renegade, the podcast. Mm. And we talked a little bit about, or not, it wasn't that. It was the first episode I ever was on. You were with a guest. The couples Council. Yes, I was a guest. Sorry. And it was called, what was it called? Uh, when the Love is Gone. After the love is gone. After the love is gone. And, um, you know, so, you know, here's a plug. Go listen to that. For sure. um, For sure. 
<laughs> but I, I talked about a significant relationship that I had, um, and I won't go too much into it, but I, um, but I will say it was a long-standing relationship, and during that time, it was a 15-year relationship. Um, and during that time, there was a lot of things that happened, um, that weren't great. There were a lot of things that happened that were nice and, and good. Um, but ultimately the not so good outweighed the good and it ended up being something that I had to end. So, um, now moving forward, I, find myself having those that scary love thought that we were talking about before which was kind of that fear of getting into something with someone because your heart's been like smashed mm. in like a thousand pieces and it could be from one person or it could be from multiple people mm -hmm. and either way it had some kind of impact on you and your heart and your and your thoughts and um when you're trying at least for me into getting into a new relationship um you know i was just talking to my dad about this actually the other day and um you know he we were just kind of talking about it and what i would like to have happen and what i'm actually doing Wow. So, yeah, so it was like, what am I doing? Okay, well, I would like to have a functional, beautiful, you know, relationship, but I'm not actually doing anything to make that happen. So that means you have one, maybe two good prospects. That one, means one, I... I, I <laughs> the, the mailman and the cable guy. Correct. Or my Starbucks... Um, my Starbucks window guy. Yeah, my barista. <laughs> he actually sees me quite often, so he might have the best chance. <laughs> um, and he knows my coffee order, so there you go. Oh, yes. A woman's um, coffee says a lot about them. <laughs> um, so it's so interesting that, you're that this has come to light because I really can relate to some of our listeners that might hear this and be like, yeah, that's definitely me. Like I'm afraid, um, because of what's happened to even engage in, in certain things or dating just seems somewhat daunting of an experience because there's a lot of sifting that we've talked about before. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, go get that episode. Go get that episode. Dating. Um, some sifting that happens and when you're sifting it can be kind of discouraging um because you're 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 going through some people and you're you you know you have to have conversation with them but it can be really difficult when you've had your heart broken and or you know you're you know you're trying to move past something an infidelity or something that maybe you've been cheated on twice in two significant relationships and now you're trying to move forward and you kind of bring that into this you know into this new relationship unintentionally the mm. baggage as they call it oh yeah it's strapped on yeah and 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 so it's just i can i understand and I feel for our listeners that are experiencing that it's, it's, you know, trying to move more from doing 
things out of fear and, and doing them because that's what you want to do. Yeah. I imagine it's a difficult place to be in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So when you were talking about even within a marriage, like moving forward from infidelity, like being in, in a 15 year relationship and trying to move past an infidelity or something, um, you know, that happened along our, you know, our tenure, it's really hard. And you try not to jump the gun on certain behaviors and words and, you know, things like that, but it automatically comes up because you're not over it yet. Yeah. Yeah. And even the term being over it is, mm-hmm. you know, something that I'm um, reluctant to use because I don't know that we ever really get over the things mm-hmm. that happen to us. That's true. You know, we carry them with us because, I mean, you know this, it, it could mm-hmm. be 20, 30 years later, mm-hmm. and then you hear someone may say something similar, or you see a movie, mm-hmm. or your hu- current husband says or does something. Mm-hmm. It's a trigger. Yeah. You know, ideally, ideally, it'll be a small trigger mm-hmm. and we'll have enough sense of awareness, sense of self to recognize that, oh, that was not him. That was a life 10, 20, 30 years ago, mm-hmm. you know, and be less emotionally reactive to it, but it stays with you. Yeah, it does. Hmm. Yeah. So the issue at that point is, how we react and respond to it. Right. But I hear you. I hear you with these, you know, complicated um, situations and the fear because it's all a risk. Mm-hmm. It know? is. <laughs> it's a big gamble. Right. Hmm. So what do you say to, to our listeners and maybe to me? <laughs> scary love tell me (laughs) well it so it's a risk and Mm -hmm. it's scary and telling you of the potential rewards in many cases is not enough won't be enough to allay the fears and concerns that you have Mm -hmm. so the conversation one of the conversations i tend to have with people about this is So one, let's take the time necessary first, Mm. okay? And we hear, we hear that all the time, but take the time to one to heal Mm -hmm. and then take the time stepping into the next one. I think that's such a valid and such good advice because oftentimes, you know, you kind of want to rush the healing process because mm-hmm. you want to feel better faster. I mean, who doesn't? Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes, of course, you know, when that happens, maybe that's the cause of the situationship. You Wasn't just ready. really weren't ready. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that's such, that's really good advice and just allowing yourself the time um, to heal from that because those were you know maybe repeated betrayals or small things that amounted to big things for you and they're hard like you said to 
I don't want to say get over, maybe reconcile, maybe understand, maybe all of the above. Right. And um, we don't even have any closure mm-hmm. around it. And closure mm-hmm. is something that, you know, I tell people don't hold your breath on, but mm-hmm. some kind of resolution even within yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, you definitely need that before you step into another situation because the overlap can really be difficult. Yeah. Wow, Jameson, I really wasn't expecting this to be like a therapy sesh for me. Hey. <laughs> Listen, it's all right. That's what we're here. That's what we do. That's right. So, listeners, if you found value in this, hit that subscribe button. 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 <laughs> yeah, after you found the button, hit the button. <laughs> Listen, guys, listen. Um, we enjoy having these conversations. Mia, mm-hmm. thank you for putting yourself in the spotlight today. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we expect these to be easy. I wouldn't listen. I'm not against heavy conversations, but uh, you know, this turned out to be one, and it's okay. Mm-hmm. So, if you guys heard Mia's story and you can relate, let us know. Send us mm-hmm. a comment. Give us a like. And share this with people you know are going through the same situation. Okay. And then join us again on uh, regular episodes and again on uh, Weekend Edition. And we'll just do this over and over again and all just get (laughs) better together. Yes. So thank you. Thank you for listening. Uh, Be safe out there. Take care of yourself and each other. And we'll catch you for yet another installment of Relationship Renegade. Bye now.